been getting back settled in for the summer. Uh, it's been about a month since I've done a podcast. And today, uh, I was so glad we kind of threw this together and I hit him up and I was like, Hey, like you want to do a podcast? And he was, he wanted to, he was so excited to do one and said, can we do it tonight? And I said, yeah, like I'm free tonight if that works for you. And I just, I love this guy. I love the energy he brings. He's smiling all the time. Uh, and it's such a refreshing thing to see his face and to feel his energy come through the zoom today. And you're going to, you're going to hear it, hear that energy come through your headphones. This guy is, he's been through a lot of changes, uh, but is he goes with them, man. He, and he does what he has to do. Um, and I was so glad to just have him kind of jumpstart me getting back into things this summer. Going to have a couple more guests lined up for you guys. Um, I'm settled in. I'm ready to go. Uh, and Owen Huard is going to really take you inside what has made him who he is today. I love this guy. I miss him, but he's doing great things, man. And you're going to get to hear a little bit of that here today. Owen Huard, everybody. Welcome in to Indiana Drive with Caleb Zuver and friends. I'm here joined today by someone who I have wanted to get on this podcast for a long, long, long time, but I just never really got around to it, and he was in town last week. He surprised me at work. He had to take a break on his run to come over to me and say what's up. While I was working, by the way, on the clock, I don't know if I should say that. Ben Dominic might be listening, but on the clock, I... Got a little sidetrack, a little conversation with him. Owen Huard, ladies and gentlemen, Michigan State cross country and track athletes. Owen, how's it going, buddy? Dude, it's been good. It's been good. I, I will say, uh, seeing you, seeing you hopping out of that dumpster was uh, was a surprise, and uh, I enjoyed our little, con- little convo. But no, it, it was fine. I should you know just a little catching yeah. up with old friends so. and look at you you're you know you're doing big things at michigan state and there i am dumpster diving and it's just two <laughs> parallels of what i mean it doesn't compare and there i am suffering in a dumpster man hey, hey a park job is the life you know you get to be <laughs> outside is. all day with your friends bro. so bro it's the best i love it but uh oh and introduce yourself to the audience uh just kind of a little background information on you and for for the people that may not know who you are yeah, so uh, um, I grew up with Caleb, uh, pretty much from uh, from T-ball, uh, T-ball up. So um, I, I'm from Bryan, Ohio, a little farm town. Most people know it. Um, been been pretty uh, pretty athletic my entire life. You know, been playing all the sports, all the ones that Caleb played, I played. So uh, we, we grew up to be good good friends. Um, so. Yeah, I, I run uh, track and field at Michigan State now. Um, I just got done with my second year, so I'll be a junior in the fall. Um, looking looking forward to that. Uh, um, and yeah, that's 
that's the that's the basic run. That's the basic. What are you studying at Michigan State? Because this is something that I don't even know. So enlighten me. <laughs> um, I am in communications right now. Um, okay. I started in poli sci, right. um, but then changed. So communications is pretty broad. I really have no clue what I'm going to do with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's pretty broad. So. Okay, and so com- communications is kind of the thing I'm doing. I mean, my major of, of journalism and telecommunications under that umbrella of communication. So su- super cool stuff there. Uh, good, to, good to know that we're similar in that aspect and not me dumpster diving and you training <laughs> for the upcoming cross-country season. Um, let, let's actually start there, Owen. Let's start with um, kind of your college uh, your first two seasons of, of running at Michigan State. We'll start there, and then we'll kind of start from the beginning for you. But what are some things you've learned uh, starting here? Because, I mean, dude, you're running Big Ten, Division One, cross-country and track. And it, for people who don't know the events you do in track and, like, what a cross-country course is in college, explain that too. Yeah, so uh, in college we run the 8K for the uh, regular season, um, which is about like five mi- five-ish miles um, on, on grass, normally rolling hills, you know, picture golf course. That's what we're running on. Um, <clears throat> and then for the championship season, which is um, our regionals and nationals, we run the 10K, which is 6.3 miles. Um, so definitely, definitely a little bit more than, you know, just high school, yeah. uh, high school country. But um, in terms of the past two years, um, it's been super interesting so far. Um, I've learned a ton because I've been injured quite a bit. Um, I, I've matured quite a bit as well, just like with my running. Um, right. I'm a pretty young runner. So um, I, gosh, my first year, like coming onto campus, um, I, I vividly remember watching um, the Michael Jordan series, The Last Dance. The Last Dance. Right, right before I got on campus. Yeah, I, so, I was so jacked. And, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna be the man. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna run, and I just right. burned out so quickly. Um, and there were guys that were so, so much better than me. Um, so I learned a ton there. And then I was hurt with patellar tendonitis in the winter, and then in April I broke my femur um, to a stress fracture. So um, that takes some forced time off, um, which definitely allowed me to kind of learn quite a bit through that um but then you know it, it was right back at it next summer um so so about a year ago um it was right back at it and i was training for training for cross and indoor so and you and you feel like you learned a lot uh because of that first year how to manage some ups and downs how to how to do those types of things because i'm sure there were a lot of them and then going into your second year um i'm guessing you learned a lot from that Oh yeah. I mean, ab- absolutely. Um, like I said, I matured a lot. Um, I think emotionally, cause I had to like deal with, you know, not running and, um, cause that'd been such a big part of like my high school was running like every day with my friends. So, um, that was stuff to deal with. Um, but then also like physically as a runner, um, I had to like actually listen to my body because being a track athlete in D1 is very taxing on the body. So you got to listen to them, you know, getting the trainers and stuff like yeah. that. So I-, I learned quite a bit there as well. Good. And what are some things that, as you go to be a junior now, you're already halfway done, which mm-hmm. is you know a crazy thing for me to say with school, but you're almost halfway done with running and, in college. 
what are some things that you're looking for as you're training for this upcoming season? And, and what are some goals you have, some, th- some things you want to achieve and, and the mindset you want to have? Um, some, some things I'm looking forward to, um, at least in coming up is just being consistent with training. Um, I mean, that's, yeah. that's key to be good at cross country is mm-hmm. that you have to be able to run long and to do that, you have to run every day and yeah. really put in the miles. So consistency is like absolutely key for, for me this summer. Um, in terms of like some of the goals that I've got this, this fall, um, gosh, I'd, I'd love to go to a national meet. Um, our, our varsity squad is going to be very competitive this year. Um, so it's going to be hard to, to break that top seven. Um, but I would love to, um, I think I'm carrying a lot of momentum from the cross or from the track season, um, and just some general strength. So really looking forward to that. Um, I'd say that those are some, some big goals. So, and we'll, and we'll keep touching on the Michigan state stuff when we come back around to it, but good stuff there. Um, and so let, let's just let's just start back, Owen. You and I, okay, go way back, and I feel like most of it stems from the Brian Junior Bears baseball team. Now, I will give you the floor to kind of explain, you know, you know, your dad being the coach and having all those guys together traveling across Ohio, Michigan, and Indiana, playing in all sorts of tournaments, winning those tournaments a lot of them and it was a lot of fun um but talk about the junior bears some other sports you played and kind of the things you learned especially from your dad being the coach of that team I think I can relate to that in a lot of ways my dad coached a lot of a lot of stuff I did too some things you've learned you learned back then that you still kind of carry with you today yeah um I mean the junior bears was huge um like that's where all my friends were made um, we spent so much time together and had so much fun. Um, but we also took like a lot of pride in like all being from the same town. Mm-hmm. Cause I mean, like, you know, most of the, most of the tournaments that we were going to was like a bunch of guys from different cities. Yeah. Um, so we took pride in being like a super small community going and beating up on some of these, these, these bigger teams, these big old, city boys. Yeah. City boys, old, older and older and stronger, yeah. but you know, we just bun all over them. So, um, yeah, I mean that, that was awesome to go up with. Um, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then your dad, like I, just, man, because he he did so much for you know guys like Jason Brown, and then you obviously had your dad, and then uh, Scott Hartman and Nathan James were also coaches. But um, your dad was just so enthusiastic about everything, like, and and I, and I loved it, and it. Just showed you like it's. It, he showed me at least the biggest I le- lesson I learned from him was that it's okay to be enthusiastic about anything. Because I yeah. mean, he. I mean, and that and we as kids needed that. But what were, what were some of the things that like you cherished about being, um, being able to travel and having him coach coach you and, and winning all the time? Oh gosh, um, I mean, it was huge. Obviously, to have like my dad coaching me and like you know telling me what to do on the field um like granted that put like quite a bit of pressure on me but like that didn't really bother me that much um yeah like i said it was just nice to like have him there and i think one thing that he wanted junior bears to be was not him teaching us on how to play baseball it was like almost him teaching us how to like play life um he made a lot of 
um, a lot of things in the baseball world, also in the real world. Um, so it, it was huge to to do that. I don't think he like he didn't show me any favoritism at all through the like through the whole process. So that was good, you know. When he when he chewed out you guys, he chewed out me as well. So <laughs> yeah, right, it, it was nice to have that as right. well. Okay, so I need to ask this question when it comes to talking about junior bears because there are a lot of we. I mean, we had a whole shirt that on the back had all the, the slogans and sayings that we would say, okay? So let, let's start throwing them out. The two I remember, okay, are shock and awe and flush it. Those are staples, right? Like, or or the claw, okay? When you'd get a big hit, you'd stand up. on. It's terrible for an audio audience, but you take your <laughs> hand and stick it over your head like a bear claw, right? And so I'm trying to think of what else, like what other slogans, because there were a ton. And I wish if I had that shirt that we used to have with all of them on the back, can you name, can you give me one that's like a deep cut? There's got to be a picture somewhere of like that shirt. Um, And I'm sure if I asked my mom, she'd have like have that picture somewhere. Um, Gosh, the shock and awe was a great one. We had a shirt about shock and awe. I remember that. Yeah. 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 I mean, flushy is just iconic. Oh, I, I got one. I got one. Okay, remember, okay. uh, remember in the dugout, we had that, that, that toilet, you know, yeah. for flushing. <laughs> what, what was right next to him? Bob, I think was his name. What, what, That's what, right. What, I think it was Bob. Goosey, baby. <laughs> got the goosey with it. Yeah. Um, that, that was a great one, you know, coming and touch Bob. He, he took a beating throughout our years. You know, he did, like, man. Especially for me. I mean, didn't have a helmet. So uh, <laughs> I, think, I think his name was Bob, but I don't remember. That, that uh, toilet got used a lot by me uh just just want to just want to put that out there that i was probably the the leader in the clubhouse for most times flushed the toilet because of a strikeout or a bad play in the field but that's neither here nor there um so so yeah and um i think that i think that just that's all that time owen just like learning to to care about uh what you do and Mm -hmm. knowing the, the, and one of the other things I learned back then was knowing when to when to be serious and when mm-hmm. it was time to like have some fun and I think all those things um you know that the lessons learned back then whether you know as as in your case I mean you're still competing athletically but like you said teaching life um those years were just the best for that and I I, I mean I always cherish those but um I was trying to think of what was like, is there a specific play that you made or a moment from those years? Maybe it's not a play. Maybe it's just a story of like one where you felt like you were really proud to be a part of that program. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Uh, There's one very vivid memory. Um, And and I, I still like told, I, I told this to my teammates today. Okay. Like, like this is what happened one time. Um, so it, it, if you don't remember, it was supposed to be a Paulding tournament, um, like baseball, just small little tournament. Um, but their field, like something was wrong with their field. So it was at Archford oh, and yeah. so we, we go through the pool play, go through everything. You make it to make it to Sunday. Um, and we're, we're playing Archibald in the, in the final. Do you remember this story? I do. I think, I think I know where you're going with this. Yeah. So we're playing Archibald. We're, I believe we're the home team. So we go out on the field first. I can't remember where I was, but like they come out swinging, they come out hot. They put up six runs on us in the first 
happening. Ohio State uh, scouts were watching Cade Kern. Yeah, yeah. I remember. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Back Cade, when we were Cade 10. Kern. Yeah, Cade Kern came out, you know, D1 player, probably <laughs> probably most definitely going to go to the draft. At some yeah, point. yep. Um, and they were just calling bats are, bats are a lot for them. Um, and, you know, we come out, and my dad is livid at us. He, I remember he was screaming at us. Mm-hmm. and eh, Maybe not screaming, but he was getting on us, yeah. and it was like, okay, like, like shoot, this is like this is happening. Like like we're down six, and he's screaming at him. Right. Jason Brown is not happy. <laughs> Never want to make Jason Brown hey. not happy. That's right. Oh, absolutely. Not. That's the scariest <laughs> thing. <to look>. Um, <laughs> uh, um, but everyone was was not too happy with us. Um, and the entire like we take up the entire happening, and we set, send our guy out, and we just yeah. no mercy, mm-hmm. no mercy. And I believe. We won like twenty four to six, maybe. Is that the tournament so, somewhere in the mid twenties? Is that the tournament that we won bikes? Were you getting to that? Did I spoil it? Oh no! <laughs> yeah, we we win like twenty four to six. We win bikes. We're, we're right. I believe we did a yeah. We did a victory lap, lap bro. Yeah. And then and then for the next two three summers, you saw us all riding up the yeah. same bike everywhere, bro. I, I think I think that bike is still in my garage somewhere. I don't use it anymore. But dude, think about it though. For a little kid's tournament, I'd rather have a bike than just a little inky dinky trophy, man. Like that's something I grow absolutely. up with and like Yeah, no, absolutely. Huge part of my childhood, that bike. It got me yeah. up and down Norlick for wiffle ball tournaments, man. That was essential. I, I was about to say that. That got me up and down Lebanon to versus <laughs> Playing, yeah. playing like that so Bro, life-changing tournament win your life changes at 10 years old when you win a bike at a baseball tournament come on now <laughs> absolutely um okay so good so good stuff there um and so like all this all this thing is this thing's crazy on because you talk so fondly about the baseball years and, and rightfully so i mean they were they were they were amazing but you're doing cross country now and we'll, we'll get to, to the story here, but how did cross country start for you? How was it introduced to you? What, what, what were you attracted by with it uh, when you first started? I think when I think of like how I started in cross country, two things really come to mind. One was fifth grade football. Were, were we on the same team? I don't think we were. I don't think so. I was, I well, were you, we were. I was on a good team my fifth grade year, but I think there was one team that got all the good kids from our grade, like Nate, Adam, Corndog. We're all in the same. I don't know if you're on that team. Maybe on the third team. No, it was. I know I had Case on my team. So I think you were um, on the third team, not my team, not not that other team, but the other one. Yeah. Um. But anyway, um. Summer summer training. You know, I was I was hyped for football. You know, fifth grader. I actually yeah. get to. Get to get hit. hit. Not, yeah. not really hit anybody, but I get to get hit. I'm the smallest kid out there. Can't even see over my head. <laughs> and, and, you know, summer conditioning. He's like, okay, go run to the pole and back. And I was always the first kid. Like, yeah. E- even full pads. I was always the first kid. And then, like, two weeks into it, I was like, mom, I want to quit so bad. And she's like, no, you can't do that. Like, you can't quit. You started this. So um, that, 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 that's one. Um, and then um, I believe sixth grade – uh, gym class. I had uh, Mr. Spees, I think. Mm-hmm. And, Mr. Spees. Yep, Mr. Spees. I mean, it, it's crazy that he really 
like kind of really started it, but yeah. uh, five minute run in gym class. And I remember just, that five minute run, man. That, that was my thing. Like uh-huh. I, I would sprint around there so fast and, you know, I'd get a cramp probably like three, like three minutes in, but I'd still finish like ahead of most people. I think I tied the, tied the record for the, for the middle school with Nate Miller. Mm-hmm. I think he was also the, a great endurance runner. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was scary. Growing yeah. Up. Like, yeah. Geez, if he ran across me, he would have been. Uh-huh. been yep. uh, so, the, I mean, those two really um, like stand out in my That's mind. Awesome. I, I remember Speed's coming, coming after that. He's like, Hey, like you should run cross country. Now. Like, I'm a coach. I was like, Oh uh, yeah, that's probably better than football. Um, so yeah, sixth grade year. Um, like, yeah, that's the, yeah. That's the story, so. And you had in that five minute run, you had the partner with the note card and they had to tally mark your laps. I remember that so vividly, man. <laughs> uh, it, it, it was a difference because there was the upstairs gym. Oh was, yeah. It was worse because it was smaller. Yep. And announced it gym, which was so much better, way more room. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you ever cut a corner? Probably. Not. Yeah, I'm just gonna say. Probably. I'm gonna say it. Mr. Speech is listen, listening. My numbers lied. I cut corner. I cut some corners, man. I did. I, I can't even lie. Like I, it happened. Um, at, at least one lap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah there you go. Okay, that's fair. I respect that. Um. So that's really that's really neat, Owen. That like it starts in sixth grade and you get into junior high, seventh and eighth mm-hmm. grade. And I and I ran with you, so it was kind of cool to to do that. Um, in junior high, you know, it's only two miles. Um, mm-hmm. So you start that, you start doing it, and Spies is still the coach. We have a really fun, tight knit group there too. Yeah. Um, and so I'm wondering, like, you know what? As that's all going on and it gets to your eighth grade year and you start coming to the realization that this could this could be it, right? Um, so take me through the process of how that went down um, mm-hmm. and how you were eventually planning t- to move away from Brian. Yeah, so seventh, like seventh grade, I, I was probably, I think I was our second guy um, behind Tebow. Who, who, who was good, uh, the grade above us. So I had him to chase. And then eighth grade rolled around, and, like, he graduated. I think I, I, you know, I, think I was at the top of our our, uh, our team for the most part. Um, but still, I was basically just having fun with it. Like, I had you. I had Brooks was on our team. Uh, Case was, I believe, Ethan Cox. Yep. Um, so it, it was, again, just having fun with it. Like, it wasn't too intense at all. Um, and then – was it this the summer before my eighth grade year my parents told me that we were going to move and yeah. i was like i was heartbroken at first uh-huh. like i i couldn't believe it and because i just i didn't really see myself like moving away and be like well like who am i gonna like talk to because yeah. i've got you guys like uh-huh. every day um so that that was definitely tough and then after a while like hey, it'll be okay like yeah. you'll, you'll make friends so um I had that, like, I had that on my mind for most of most of eighth grade year. Like, kind of knowing, like, okay, like this is it. Um, like, let's just make it worth it, you know? Right. So, and that, like, even when in the junior acting baseball and stuff like that, like, this is my last season with the guys. Like, this is my last season with the kids I grew up with. Yeah. 
So that I, that was definitely on my mind, but it it wasn't. I I don't think it was a, a terrible thing at all. Right. So. Um. And so, talk to me about some of the adjustments you had to make as we move towards, um, you know, you make making the move. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, you said you know you you were struggling because you were afraid who are you going to talk to. So that was definitely the hard parts. Were there any other hard parts about it, and were were there actually easy parts about moving from uh, Brian to? It was Dex. Well, Dexter was the high school, but where it was Ann Arbor, right? Was the area you were moving to? Yeah, it was. Yeah, Dexter was right outside Ann Arbor, maybe ten minutes down the highway. Um, So yeah, it was Dexter. um, um, Adjustments, like like I said, when they told us, I was like, I was so used to Brian that it was like this is scary. You know, I've never been outside of Northwest Ohio, like in terms of living. but I think it was a good thing for me because by the time that we were leaving, I was like, okay, like, I hate to say it's like, okay, I'm ready to, like, see something new. I think at some point, everyone's got to leave Brian. Yeah. Um, or that's, like, for college or something like that. But, I mean, everyone finds their way back at some point. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that summer going into freshman year, um, I was living with my aunt and uncle for a little bit just to go to cross-country practice because we hadn't found a house yet. Um, so I was basically living with my parents and or with my aunt, uncle and Celine who were like, not, not far. And they were driving me to cross, cross country practices every day. Um, but the, I mean, those guys on the team were, were super nice. Um, I got oh, to know man. a ton of them super well, very quickly. So like the friend situation was, was not a problem right. at all. So, um, that, that, that's really neat. And with that though, uh, comes a decision that you made. Uh, I, I, for the longest time, Owen, I thought of you as a baseball kid. Like that was what I tied you to because of your dad and because of playing with you. And eventually that ended. So take me through the story of how, of how that ended. Yeah. Um, I mean, you said that you saw me as a baseball kid. I, I saw myself yeah. as a baseball kid. Um, Oh gosh, even like through seventh, eighth grade and then freshman year, I was like, yeah, baseball is like what I'm doing. Cross country is a side gig. Like, yep, I was focused on making the JV team my freshman year for baseball because we had a freshman JV and varsity team. So I was, I was like, I want to make the JV team. And then sophomore, he's like, I want to make the varsity team. Um, and like, I really thought, I was like, yeah, I want to go places with baseball. Um, so even like throughout, freshman year and sophomore year um, especially during the summer it was go to summer practice for cross country in the morning and then if it was a weekend we go straight to a tournament played two three baseball games um then come back if it was a weekday we go right to summer ball practice um so it was it was pretty much baseball the the, the first two years of high school um even in fall it'd be like okay let's let's get the arm going let's start swinging bats for for spring baseball. Um, so yeah, it, it was very baseball focused my first two years of high school. Um, and then my junior year in cross country, I kind of, it's like, okay, like I'm, I'm getting there, you know, um, my, my, my roommate who's now, he was also on the team. Um, I was driving with him and his dad, I remember. And 
we were talking about cross country and they always got on me like dude you gotta quit baseball you gotta quit baseball you're so much better at track i was like dude i'm the only sophomore on varsity like what are you talking about um but anyway he was like okay um you know cross country's coming up if you run a six under a 1620 i'd run a 17 flat at that point but if you run under a 1620 i probably shouldn't be saying this but <laughs> I like, I'll, I'll give you a hundred dollars and you got to quit, quit baseball. Yeah. Like, okay. Done. Like I'll do that. <laughs> um, and then like my third race, I ran like a 16, 10 or something like that. Uh, I was like, shoot, like I, I'm in it now. So yeah. I, I ended up running 15, 40, 49 that year. And that, that's where things kind of, kind of blew up. And then I eventually at the end of cross country, I, had to talk with my dad and be like, hey, like, I'm gonna run track. Okay, so take me through that conversation. How hard was that to to talk to him about something like that? Something you know he cares about. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure it took a lot of of courage to to say that to him. Yeah, um, going into it, I was a little bit nervous. Um, but I think like I saw it coming and I think he saw it coming too. Yeah. Um, but I mean, he was so supportive about That's everything. Um, he, he was like, dude, like, go for it. You're like, you're good at it. Like, you need to, like, you need to do what you want to do. So, like, both my mom and dad were super supportive. Um, I, I'm sure they were, a, my dad was a little disappointed. Um, cause I mean, that was, like I said, he like taught me baseball. He taught me everything I know about baseball. Right. Um, that's something that I grew up with. So I think he was a little disappointed, but I mean, in the end, it was like, it, it was the right decision. Uh-huh. So, right. That's super cool. Um, and so, so there you are, you're, you're fully committed on running and I want you to take me to the moment and maybe this was before high school or maybe it still hasn't happened yet. Maybe it happened after high school. When was the moment where you were like, dude, this like this is something that I can do at the next level. I'm re- or I'm really good at this, and I mm-hmm. like. When was that moment for you? Take take me to that moment and what you were feeling. So going into my junior year, I I'd run pretty well in cross. I um, ran some sixteen, which was pretty huge for me. Got all state, um, which was also pretty huge for me. Um, kind of indoor track came around which was pretty low-key you know just kind of go out run with run with the fellas have a good time get the get the miles in and kind of get ready for outdoor um which then outdoor came around which was was super competitive that year like we had some great guys in 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 the state of michigan um one of them who is my roommate now um we we had been kind of competing the entire year and there was just one meet where everyone kind of came together we had a super fast heat in um an outdoor mile, which is a full mile. And from, from the gun, I just was kind of like, okay, like I'm make, I'm going to make this fast. So I just kind of went out there, ran, like ran whatever I had. I was in the lead. He was pretty much in second. And then like, it, it came down right to the line and it was like a bang, bang. I still think I won the camera say otherwise. Um, but it, it was, it was great. It was a fast, fast race. Um, I ran like four sixteen ish for the full mile, which converts to like a four fourteen. Um, and I remember after that race, the Michigan coach was there and he gave me his card. And that was kind of when I was like, Oh, like 
okay, so like we got the big like the big schools mm-hmm. are interested, um, and like my coach now um, at Michigan State, like he was there, he watched that. Um, the Grand Valley coach, who's a a, a great D two program, um, like he was there, and I know s- some other coaches were, but, but I think that was a race where I was like, okay, like I think this is like this is possible, yeah. right? Um, and, and you talk about like running running that fast with someone else. Do you feel like because uh, there I'm, sh- I'm sure there are a lot of great runners at Dexter, and you probably competed against some other great ones from around that area. How do you think like moving to Dexter and then having to compete against not just your peers, but people that go to other schools that are really good too? How do you think that for, for you, uh, manifested itself into like you becoming as good as you, as you were? Yeah. Uh, that, uh, that was you, as you are not were, that makes you think that like you're washed. You are really still good on, I'm sorry. Hey, no, I, I didn't. Uh, no, no, no offense taken. So, um, it, it was huge for me. Um, cross country isn't huge in Northwest Ohio or like really that area at all. It's pretty much baseball. Yeah. Um, so coming to like Southeast Michigan, which is has a very rich running history, um, especially at Dexter, um, in like oh eight and oh nine, like they had one of the best cross country teams in the nation. Mm-hmm. Um. So I had like some great people, uh, people who had been through the program. Um, so like it was huge. I got coaching from uh, an Olympic, you know, Olympic trials um, participant at one point on my freshman year, and like everything's just way more competitive. There's a ton, a ton of people in the Ann Arbor and like Southeast Michigan who run, and they run quick. Um, right. So kind of just throwing me in there was good for me. Um, of course, I was in like the JV meets my freshman year, so like it didn't really matter that much. But um, like, yeah, it was the, the, the competitive. The competitiveness was really great because right. it just forced me to kind of get in there and like compete. So, what are and I, and I'm trying to think of like in in other main sports, um, you can look at someone. And you can say, like, these are the important things it takes to be a basketball player or a football mm-hmm. player. People, obviously, you know, don't know that much about cross country and running because uh, mm-hmm. not, not everybody can do it. So I want you to tell me, maybe it's just for you, but maybe it's for everyone as a well. whole. What are the three most important things it takes or you have to have to be good at something like this? Oh, gosh. And if, um, and if there's more, or maybe it's just one, it's just, what does it take? What What do you have to have? Yeah. Um, I think one of the biggest things that, that I learned as well was going back to consistency. Like, mm-hmm. if you want to be good, you have to string together weeks and months and seasons of of great training and great racing because those really add up um i think it's not for every, like that isn't a thing for everyone like some kids are super talented and they don't work a lick and like yeah. they're phenomenal um but i'd say for most people consistency is huge um i mean obviously you have to be a strong kid like cross country is a strength sport so you right. need that there it's in that strength so um, i mean that that's a huge one as well 
Um, but I mean, speed also plays into it in, in the track part. Like, you have to be able to run fast on a flat ground. So it, it's definitely a combination of quite a few things. But I think those three kind of sum it up pretty well. Is there anything mentally that is different from this this sport than others? Or does it fall in line with a lot of other sports? I think in some aspects it's similar, but others it's very, very different. Um, there's very few sports where you need to run and push your body to the limit for yeah. 30 minutes yeah. at a time. Like yep. in, in baseball, you have in-between pitches. In football, you have in-between plays. You have the halftime and quarters. There's no halftime in cross-country. Yep. So, it's straight um, action, man. It's straight action for a half hour, like you said. The the mental toughness it like right. has to be. I think I benefited greatly from having my dad kind mm-hmm. of mental toughness, like my entire childhood. Um, I'm sure, as you know. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that part is is huge. Um, and the the other part that's that's similar to most other sports is at the end of the day, you are competing with the dude next to you. Right. Um, so you wanna, you like you wanna beat the kid next to you, and, and you wanna put him into the ground and not give him a chance. So the competitiveness, the competitiveness is still there, um, even though it is technically like an individual sport. You wanna, you wanna run well for your team and, and beat the guy next to you. So I do think, like, you know, as we talk about this, to me, running and cross country and track, it, to me, it's the ultimate iron sharpens iron sport. Uh, in my opinion, mm-hmm. because you are uh, there's first place, there's second place, there's third place, there's all there's all the places, and you're competing against yeah. times, against places, and against other people. And every day in practice is a chance to to beat somebody. Yeah, and, and every race is a chance to beat somebody you haven't beaten before. And I think for me, that's the most fascinating part about you know when i ran and i had my illustrious four year career where i did not break any records and was 5th 6th and 7th on the varsity team i don't even remember what number i was but that that's what i loved about it is you know you could compete against other teams but you also knew like in practice you were competing for spots on the varsity team and and against a couple of your peers and i think that to me that's that's what stands out about the sport to me yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, last year, we sat down in a Zoom meeting with everyone on our team, um, like right before the cross season. And our assistant coach at the time um, came in, who was on the team before, like a second in the Big Ten on, in his time. And he's like, the team can be seen as a giant train. Like there's there's a guy in the number one spot who wants to keep his number one spot. And the guy in number two, he wants to keep – or he wants to – be the number one guy, but he doesn't want to drop down to three. Yeah. So, and, and the guy in last thinks to be one more person. So it's just a giant thing that everyone is just trying to stay on top of everyone else. So it's, it's definitely a That's unique cool. sport in, in most senses. Okay. So, so back to kind of the career path for you here, your decision to go to Michigan state, what in, what went into that decision and what was kind of the recruitment process like? Um. Yeah. So, Gosh, um, my junior year, my or sorry, my senior year, my first race, um, I went out and ran a massive PR. Like I was two seconds off of our school rack, 
record and I almost beat the state champ that year um, in, in our first race. And it was huge for me. Like the, the summer training definitely paid off. Um, and that bumped my stock up a ton in, in the, the eyes of recruiting. So um, shortly after that, I got quite a few calls from some really great coaches. One being my coach now, um, Michigan was, was in the mix. I was talking with Hillsdale for a little bit and then Central Michigan who had uh, a really great coach. Um, so there was quite, quite a few schools I was talking with. Um, and then just as the cross country season went on, um, things started to develop. I took some, took some visits. Um, I visited officially at Michigan, uh, Michigan State, and I believe that was it. And I unofficially visited at Central. Um, but yeah, so it was pretty much Michigan, Michigan State um, for, for mm-hmm. my decision. But both schools were great. Um, the guys were, were both great to me on my visits. Um, I think what eventually it came down to was I think the coaching. We had a, we had a really great coach yeah. who just retired last year, um, and he knew how to develop runners like really well. Mm-hmm. So he could develop guys from, from the first second that they're on campus to their fifth year. Like he produced guys, Olympians, yeah. um, and some really great athletes. So I think that sense, um, but also they, like they gave me an offer, um, in like monetary value that was hard to turn down. Right. Um, so I mean, w- without it, I'd be at community college somewhere. So yeah. like, this, this is my ticket. So, Right. And so really neat. And so you get, you show up on campus and was mm-hmm. there, was there a wow factor to it when you started practicing with some of these guys that I know are like really, really good? Did you expect that or were you kind of blown away by how good some of your peers are? Um, yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think coming into campus, like I said, I wanted to be that guy, um, a little too early yeah. and I had a little too big of a head for the, for the past like year I had been the guy on my high school team. So I kind of wanted this keep that, keep that going. Um, but quickly I found out that I am not that guy. Um, <laughs> not I, guy I, one of the, one of the first workouts we did on campus, um, was ju- just the team, no coaches there or anything. And it was a basic like three by 10 minutes at threshold pace. And we like, we split up into, into groups and, I would just, I, I raced it. Like, I just wanted to put everyone in the ground and just, like, show guys, like, yeah, like, I'm here to run. I'm here, yeah. yeah. What you got to yeah, do, I'm here. I'm here to stay. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm, I'm here to stay. I'm, I'm here to run. Yeah, and, and I'm here to take your spot. No, I'm just <laughs> Don't let them but, hear this, man. Don't let them hear this. Come on now. Oh, no, they don't. I mean, most of those guys, like, whooped me last year. Yeah, anyway, yeah. So it, it's, it's, all, it's all fun and games. But, um, yeah, definitely – like that first workout, I killed myself because it was just, I was just driving myself in the ground and right. then just workout after workout. It was like guys were just consistently running fast. Uh, it was kind of a shock because I'd never been in that situation before where I was trying my hardest and guys were still beating me. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, it, it was great. I think I learned a lot, like I said, in that first, that first fall. So I think it, right. in the grand scheme of things, it was a good so I want you to take this question one of two ways as we kind of wrap up this thing. Um, what's a 
what's your summer training like for someone who doesn't know what it takes to be a college runner and keep at that level? You can ex- either explain like a, a normal practice, maybe your average practice, because I know that'll shock some people what an average practice for you guys is, or like your summer training regiment that you're on right now for the upcoming season. Yeah. So in, in terms of practice, the like cross country track is, is a little bit different. Um, but also kind of similar, like for example, baseball, um, like you go in and you, you know, one day you work on infield one, one yeah. day you work on hit. Like, yeah, it's, it's a mix of everything. Um, whereas like in track, it's like, we do a lot of things to kind of bring together our training. Um, like we obviously have our training days, in the summer, it, it I'll, I'll be running 70, 75 miles a week with two doubles and a 14-mile long run um, or like 14, 15. So in, in the summer, it's a little bit more basic. And we normally lift twice a week in the summer. Um, but then for like an in, 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 in in-season practice or, or week, we've got, you know, obviously class, class in the morning. Um, yep. Check that out. Always got to go to class. You're right. Always got to go to class. Um, we do. We do have a joke, or at least I have got a joke. You know when Dwayne Haskins said, uh, "I didn't come here to play school." Yeah, that, that's you a running say joke. That our- all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah sir. Yes, sir. Um, we uh, Kurt Gibson. Kurt Gibson actually talked uh, at one of our banquets that we had this year. Oh wow! Which is huge. You know, he's a former MSU athlete. Yeah. Um, that's you awesome. Know, Huge, huge baseball guy, you know, so the, the fist. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, there you go. But he, one, one of his one-liners was, uh, we majored in eligibility <laughs> back in my day, which I just loved. I was like, hey, then, That's but, the, I got to take that <laughs> and run with it. Yeah. Um, so I, I, obviously class, um, if, it's, if it's a day that you got a double, uh, it might be 10 miles in the morning, um, go to class, um, go, go to practice where you're going to run four or five-ish miles at practice with a lift after. Uh, that, that's a pretty typical day mm. uh, with, like, some strides after practice as well. Yeah. So. Mm. But other than that, like, 10 miles is a pretty average day for, for me. So. Right. Crazy, man. Um, <laughs> yeah, and so the last thing I want to touch on as this, as this conversation-wise, we're going to move into this or, this or that in a second. What's the single happiest moment you've had running or competing in cross country or or track? Doesn't have to be an achievement. It can just be a, the, the happiest you've been out there. The happiest I've been. Um, it, it, in high school, it, it's hard to turn down like the school record. I, I got our school record, um, which had held since like '09 or something. Mm-hmm. Um, we were in a super fast race and I crossed that line. I was like, fine. Like I'd run 15, 17, that first race. And I hadn't been able to get even close to it. So when I ran like 15, all four, it was just like, uh, it was relief yeah. in, in that. So like, that was awesome. Um, I mean, committing to Michigan state was also a huge relief. And I was super happy for that. Right. Like that was a huge moment in my running career to finally say like, yeah, I, I made it to the next level. So, um, awesome. Like, like those, those two really are, are huge. Um, I've got actually, I don't know, flip the question is one of my okay. saddest moments. In okay, the yes, no, we always enjoy personal struggle on this podcast. Come on now. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, every single guy on my high school team can absolutely attest to this was our senior year 
um, at the state meet. We were in, we were in it to like win pretty much. Um, we had one, maybe two other teams who were, we were competing with. Um, and like the entire year we were kind of back and forth. They had beat us a few times and going into it, we were just like, we're already going to win this. Like, like this is it. This is going to be our day. And <clears throat> the week before the state meet, I found out that I broke my foot. Um, and I tried to run on it. So I did one workout on Monday and then didn't run up until Friday, which is our pre-meet at, like, at the course. And so it was, I was like, I don't know how this is going to go, but I'm just going to go out there and just run. Um, so we got done. Race goes horribly. Um, I, I still got all say. I got all say. I think I got 28 that race. So um, with, hey, like, that I'm a broken race, foot. Whew. Yeah. Yeah. With, yeah. with a broken foot, which is, you know, okay. But like, as soon as I crossed the line, I knew I was like, oh, like we didn't get it. Yeah. And I, I took off my spikes and I walked a very long walk back to our team camp where I literally cried on my mom's shoulder for a solid like 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Like it was just tears. Cause I, I wanted it so bad and it was right. just like, it was just ripped away from us. But yeah, like I cried that I, I cried a lot. So yeah. that, that was one of the saddest moments. It's, it's such a, it's such a neat thing because, um, you know, be, you being a senior, like that's your last race. And I know mm-hmm. that like you never you never get the chance to to overcome that. And I as much as like you get to go run in, in college and it's great. It was the last mm-hmm. race with those guys that you had, you know, moved into a new community with and and matured a lot with and to not have that final moment of triumph. I know like I can't even imagine uh how much that must have hurt. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was heartbreak for sure. Right. And, but you're still doing, you're still doing great things. And as we move into this or that, you know how this works. I'm going to ask, give you a choice to answer one of two questions. You don't know what's coming at you, but this first one I really like. So you and I, and a lot of the Tigers fans from the area loved the mid 2010s Tigers. You know, you had Papa Grande you Grande. had Miggy, you had Victor Martinez, you had v- V-Mart, as we like to call him. I either need your favorite mid-2010s Tigers player or your top five Tigers of all time. It, it, this one's easy. Okay. This, uh, this one's easy. I'm going favorite favorite player in the mid-10s. I, I just saw something pop up about this guy like the other day, and I was like, oh, my gosh. His name is Don Kelly. Don Kelly getting a shout out on the pod. <laughs> Pretty sure he was like a right fielder or something. Utility. And, what, what was he? Utility player is what I always <laughs> thought of. That. He could do it all, man. It was because what my favorite memory of his was we literally needed someone to pitch and he came in and like struck uh, out two guys. And I was like, Don Kelly. He can do he, it all. He's the greatest Tigers player. Uh, probably not the greatest Tigers player, but. In in the mid two thousands, the yeah. most versatile Tigers player. He's he was done. great, bro. And he, I'm trying. I started throwing out random ones like Austin Jackson, Andy Dirks, uh, Brennan Bosch, Doug Fister. I mean, just some deep cuts, man. Yeah. Oh my goodness, love That's love for sure. Love them. Those those are some great teams. Uh, next one, the favorite 
course you've ever ran at uh, mm. or your favorite Brian Jr. Bears moment, which like I feel like you may have already said earlier uh, in the pod, but if you have another one, if you want to choose that one. um, Yeah, I think that one is my favorite. So I'm going to go with the, the favorite course. Okay. Um, which it, it's cliche because that's where my PR is, but I, I the Portage race um, in Portage, Michigan, right outside of Kalamazoo. Okay. Uh, great course. Huge meet. I think it's the second biggest meet in Michigan besides the state meet. Mm-hmm. But there's there's some really good some good hills in that one. Yeah. I've got a great picture of me leading like 200 plus guys um, <laughs> up a giant hill. Um, <laughs> but like that's awesome. Uh, it, it's a great course. Run around a middle school, which uh, of all things, but yeah, it's a great course. Cool. Uh, and then the last one here, Owen. And and I was thinking like because I always like to put a good question at the end, yeah. And I don't know why this came to me. You know, I was working. At, I think it was because I was working at Garver today on something at work, and I <laughs> this is an age old question that has to be hashed out on here. Okay, yeah. you need to give me a definitive answer. And I think I know the name of the first one, but I'm not sure. Old Hickory or Green Lizard? Because was the, was the Green Lizard the, the the Green Bat, or was it a different name? Am I getting the Green Lizard wrong? Uh, I forget. I mean, it's got to go with the Old Hickory. Oh, gosh, that was iconic. He still is iconic. And whenever I see him, he, the first thing he said, Old Hickory, like yeah. it's – it's so iconic. I, I, I couldn't remember. I feel I the green lizard I thought was your bat. It was like green and black. Maybe I haven't mistaken. But oh, I knew you'd go Old Hickory there. It sounds familiar. But old Hickory is too much of a classic. Jack Arthur is too much of a classic to, to turn that down. So <laughs> That was your go-to bat, man. I feel like you were like the first one to use a wooden bat. Like you, like at least for us. Like, I don't know if Brooks used one or I don't know who else. I think you were the one that used it. Yeah, I think I think it was, like, Brooks Brooks and I, like, maybe Logan. Yeah. Um, I think that may have been, like, a like a coach's decision. It was like, yeah, like, let's start our kids on the wood uh-huh. bat and maybe everyone else will, you know. So, um, I, I think I think I was, I was one of the, the OGs of the wood bat. But. Bro, I feel so embarrassed right now because I thought, like, you would remember the green lizard, but I'm just, I sound stupid it, right now. And like, <laughs> you don't even know what I'm talking about. It, it does. It sounds familiar, but I mean, I think old Hickory is such like a definitive. It clears, like, it, clears it by a million. I get it. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> My man. Yeah. Uh, this was so fun and I really appreciate you coming on. Um, and I look forward to staying in touch and, and seeing you do some more great things. Uh, is there anything anything else you want you want to add before we sign off here? Oh gosh, uh, I mean, I, I appreciate it. It was great to catch up with you, talk to you a little bit. Um, I mean, it's it's a pleasure as always. I always love seeing you. So. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, anyone you want to shout out? Oh, shout out! I should have thought about this before because I knew this was coming. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think right off the bat, Jack Arthur. He yeah, old Hickory. Yeah. He was a a classic of, of the junior bears crowd. Oh, uh, 
We could do a could we do a whole podcast on just Jack Arthur acting a fool at Junior Bear Games? You absolutely could. Honestly, you should you should get him on the podcast. I I you just, hey, I've been I've been pestering about it. It should be coming soon, hopefully. Okay, good. Good. Um yeah, I Jack Arthur. Um the oh gosh, who was that one baseball team in Indiana who was like um Shoot, I sound so dumb right yeah, now. Yeah, hey, hey, just push um, through it, fight through it, fight through it. Go. They were like Amish boys. If you call them like the Amish boys. Oh uh, no, no, I've lost you. Oh no. <laughs> Gosh, <laughs> oh, the only, a, only couple, only, no, co- only couple Indiana teams that were like Warsaw. Uh, yeah. Jeez. Outside of the Fort Wayne Cubs, obviously we used oh, to play yeah, doubleheaders on Saturdays. Um, yeah, there's a there's a group of like Amish boys that we play every year, and that, they were always fun. They were like 12 years old, and they had like beards and stuff. It was weird. Shout out to them! Yeah, shout out to them, absolutely. Um, and then Junior Bears coaches, all of them. Yeah, right they, they they crafted that group so crafted. Well, so absolutely. Yeah. So I, I think that's it. But, I'm gonna hey, sh- say hi to dad for him. I will. I will. He'll be listening. He'll be listening to this, and I want to shout out your dad and your whole oh. family. I want to say like. Your family is awesome. You guys are doing great things, and I and I want to shout out them because, you know, Instagram they're always posting happy stuff, and it makes me happy. So it brightens up my day whenever I see something that they post. Uh, shout out to you, and I want you to do something for me as we sign off here. Get Tom Izzo on this podcast. If you see him around campus, just tell him to listen, and then get him on. Can you do that for me? I, I've seen him a few times. Um, so next time I see him, I'll be like, Hey, I got a buddy who wants to talk. Yes, to so, get him on. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, so I'll, uh, I'll, I'll say something to talk as well too. Yes. We get both of them. How about that? In the same one. Same one. That'd be, how much, how much are you going to pay him? That's, that's a question. Oh man. Whatever it takes. All right, buddy. It's great talking to you. Uh, and signing off for Owen Hoover for myself. It's been Indiana drive. Take care everybody. Yep. Yeah.